Hello, and welcome to the Cleverly Changing Podcast. Our podcast is all about learning how to educate your kids. I'm one of the hosts, Elle, and this is episode 28. This episode is a special bonus episode with a special guest, Michelle Huddleston. If you find yourself homeschooling for whatever reason, this is an episode that you need to hear. If you are a new listener to our podcast, I'd like to thank you for joining us. I am an entrepreneur, mom to twin girls, and this podcast is not only for parents who homeschool their children, but it is for all parents who want to supplement their child's education. Our goal is to provide you with encouragement, insight about African history, and support as a parent and home educator. New episodes are uploaded bi-weekly. Please remember to subscribe and share. If you want to keep this podcast going, please consider supporting it by donating via our Patreon page. At a low monthly cost, visit patreon.com slash cleverlychanging. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N-C-O-M slash cleverlychanging. That's C-L-E-V-E-R-L-Y-C-H-A-N-G. ING. So let me tell you a little bit about our guest. Our guest is Michelle Huddleston, who is a wife and a mom to four with one on the way. She and her husband, Brian, are founders of the Huddleston Academy Live Academics, which is an online academy for homeschoolers and more than minority, an organization geared towards bridging the gap in homeschool diversity. Michelle is a lifestyle blogger, and can be reached at withthehuddlestons.com. So I want to encourage you guys to listen to this episode and you want to listen to the whole thing because there is a coupon code at the end that you don't want to miss. So sign up for the conference, learn more about homeschooling, and check out our special guest page, Michelle Huddleston, and her sites are with the Huddlestons. Today's African proverb is... If I am in harmony with my family, that's success. It's now time for the word of the episode. Success in Swahili is mafanikio. Success in Swahili is mafanikio. Welcome to the Grownful section of our podcast. I wanted to just give a brief intro. This is a bonus episode because there is an amazing virtual homeschool conference that is going to take place. You can sign up and register for this conference and have a lifetime access to the almost 50 sessions. So there are tons of sessions that families who are wanting to homeschool, wanting to learn more about working from home, about nutrition, taking care of your kids and homeschooling, marriage and family. There are a variety of conversations and sessions that all relate to what goes into homeschooling. The name of the conference is the Multi-Ethnic Homeschool Moms Conference. And you have until April 3rd 
to register for the conference. So this whole conversation is going to be all about the conference and why it's important for you to register. Listen to the whole episode so that you can get access to the $5 off code. The conference is very affordable. It's 100% virtual. So if you sign up now before April 3rd, you will be able to listen to any of those sessions throughout the year. So if something isn't relevant to you right now, you can definitely pull that session up later and listen to it when it is relevant to you. Our special guest is Michelle Huddleston. This is one of her brainchilds. And so we had a chance to really talk to her about the conference. So listen in and enjoy. I, um, you know, with all this COVID-19 stuff, it's just kind of really taken um, everything by storm because nobody knew I mean, never in our life have we had to social distance and, you know, right. mandates are um, just very different, very different experiences than, than we've ever anticipated. And so um, what I, I think, you know, it's actually a blessing for your conference <laughs> mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Um, so many people, I actually had a call earlier today um, from someone who was like, well, you know, I've always thought about homeschooling, but it wasn't until now that I realized I could actually do it. So for some people, this is going to be a blessing. They're, yes. um, they're going to see that they can um, work from home and still teach their child. Absolutely. And that's the sessions that actually rolled out today. Okay. Um, but here's the thing, just to give you a little backstory really quick. The conference registration is open until April 3rd. And when people register, they get unlimited lifetime access to the entire conference. So even if they wait, you know, until that very last day, they haven't technically missed anything because they'll get access to every session that was released this week. For a lot of homeschoolers, when they actually take the leap, it's because they know somebody who is successfully homeschooling. So I think of my friends who um, are homeschooling. Many of them started after me and they were like, well, I saw you doing it. So I knew I could do it too. And so I think making it personal is what really helps families know that they can make that leap and actually take the next step. Okay. So for us personally, um, and here's just another backstory. I was actually a brick and mortar teacher before becoming a work from home homeschooling mom. So having both sides um, now looking back on it, um, it's, it's pretty neat. But what drove us to really solidifying our choice to homeschool was when we noticed the direction that the school system was going. And because I had already, you know, one foot in the door as an early childhood education um, teacher, preschool teacher, tutor, and all that, um, I could see how the classroom was drastically changing from what we could teach, what we could not teach, and how we had to allow things that were just very uncommon in the past when it came down to children's behaviors and stuff. And so Brian and I 
we were like, yeah, uh, we're definitely going to homeschool. Uh, my firstborn, he actually went to uh, public school for preschool and kindergarten. So we didn't always homeschool from the beginning, but we started when he hit first grade and then the rest of our children, um, there's a big gap. My oldest is 12 and then there's a five-year-old, four-year-old, two-year-old, and then we actually have one due next month. (laughs) But um, so for me, I actually didn't know any homeschoolers. Like I just knew that I was about to step in some lava and be burned because I did not know what I was doing, who I could call and contact. And it wasn't until I started researching homeschool groups and realized that my town did have one. Okay. And that helped, of course, you know, I had to get over the nervousness of meeting new homeschooling families and uh, being the new family. And then realistically, you know, like I said, I live in Western Kentucky. So uh, just being real here, being uh, the only black family in uh, the homeschool group. There was one other that I remember, but they really didn't do much with the group. They didn't do the co-ops and all that stuff. So there was, there were some hurdles and stuff to jump, but you know, I really thought that I was the only one on top of my family thinking I was crazy for doing it anyways. But yeah, so that's, that's a little history there for our, the beginning of our homeschool journey. Wow. So, I mean, that's, you definitely, you know, you coming from an academic background and going into it, I think, did that give you more reassurance that everything would be okay because you did have a a teaching background? That is what I thought. Honestly, I knew I was coming to the stage with um, an understanding of curriculum. That was one of my majors. Um, I actually have a master's degree level in early childhood education. So, you know, having that in my mind, like, okay, I can do the curriculum, I can um, set up my homeschool and do, and then, yeah, a few years in, I realized that a lot of that was not even necessary. (laughs) And I actually, last year, I actually had this aha moment, and I'm coming up on seven years of homeschooling. So it took several years for me to realize that I needed to de-school myself. You know, so many new methods and stuff are are coming forth in the homeschooling community, de-schooling being one of them. But, you know, it's the transition that we take public and private school kids through who are transitioning from that uh, environment to the homeschool environment. Well, I had an aha moment and it was like, oh my gosh, I need to de-school myself because I'm homeschooling from a public school system mindset. Right where my homeschool needs to look like this. It needs to model a classroom. We need to be up on a strict schedule. You know, this subject at this time, this workbook at this time, turn in this assignment. And honestly, that was just the mindset I had from one, being a public school student myself for 13 years, and then two, being in the public school system as a teacher. So in the beginning, it seemed like, oh yeah, I got this. You know, I used to be a teacher. And then I realized like, "Mm mm-mm. None of that even matters. Right, right. So I just want to back up for our listeners just a a little bit. Um, 
to highlight the fact that you defined what de-schooling was. We definitely have talked about it on our podcast, but I think it's a word that a lot of people don't, it's not a part of their common vocabulary. And you said that de-schooling is that transition period where you leave public school, are a traditional school, and you go into homeschooling. So for many homeschooling families, that transition, they don't just go from, because right now we're dealing with COVID-19 and all of a sudden people went, had a weekend and then all of a sudden they were teaching, <laughs> teaching their kids uh, that, that Monday. And with de-schooling, that's not really how it works. You give it a span, a span of time before you go into homeschooling because we're not, when we homeschool, we're not trying to duplicate what was done in school at our homes you're trying to do it differently and that, so I just wanted to take some time to clarify that for those who may not have heard the term before. It's just a period of time where you're trying to get your child acclimated to even having, being in a homeschool environment because it's where learning is fluid. Learning takes place outside of certain times. It just becomes a part of a family's life in the homeschool community. Absolutely. I could not have said it better. And that's something that even once you transition into homeschooling, we have to remind ourselves that it's not, homeschooling is not its own separate thing. It's actually part of your unique family dynamic and it becomes part of your lifestyle. Yes. So cooking in the kitchen together becomes five lessons in one because you have your new reader reading off the directions. You have your slightly older child measuring out the ingredients. You have your young ones mixing it together. There's science, but it doesn't, it's hard to think with that mindset when you, when you're stuck in, well, no, 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 I have to, you know, get this textbook and it has to look this way. But, you know, like you said it perfectly, it's a lifestyle. So it's fluid. It's natural. You know, it's not something that has to duplicate the school system. Yes. And I I just, I love how you use that analogy with being in the kitchen because that's health, that's nutrition, that's math, that's science. It's so many different um, subjects rolled up into one. And when you've done it, it becomes second nature. But when you're just getting into it, it can seem overwhelming to think about. But many homeschoolers, they don't necessarily consider themselves unschoolers, but that particular model that you shared was kind of like an unschooling model. Um, so kids who are unschooled, that's not that they're not learning school, it's just that they're not using a particular curriculum to do it they're learning through experience and by doing. So mm-hmm. I love that you shared that analogy with us. I wanted to find out what inspired you to host this conference. Okay, so two years ago, um, my husband and I, we are a, just to lay the foundation for our family, we are a very diverse family. Um, at first glance, my husband looks white, I look black, and you know, it's just this interracial couple. But underneath, and when you get to our heritage, my husband um, has peace from Africa, from Iman, Iraq, and Iran, and then I come with um, African American, Native American, and Caucasian. 
And so we started to see, and, and I will also say this, being a part of a predominantly Eurocentric homeschool group in my community also showed how, um, how the, the face of homeschooling is not being properly represented. When people think of homeschooling, they instantly have their perception in mind, which usually lines up with a Eurocentric approach. It's something that um, Caucasians do or white people do, or it's something that Americans do. And we noticed this opportunity to help bridge the diversity gaps in the home education community by trying to show people that it is super diverse. It is worldwide. So last year we said, you know what? Let's do a conference and let's make it just as diverse as homeschooling truly is. Yeah. So the first year, you know, I reached out to a lot of different people and rightfully so, you know, people were kind of hesitant, like, mm, not sure what you're doing here. And then after it happened and it was over, people were like, I totally get it. And this year we had so many more people on board. We have, like you said, close to 40 speakers who represent seven countries. Wow. That's one a of lot. our girl, let me tell you, one of our speakers is from Hong Kong. One is from the Philippines. We have three coming out of Africa representing Congo, IRC, Ghana, and, um, one other place, it just left my mind. And we have a speaker from Jamaica and of course, you know, several from the U.S., but that is truly how diverse homeschooling is. Yes. You know, and so to have these speakers come together on the common ground of we're all in this together, we're all doing this thing and then getting a, a cultural piece from it. That's why we wanted to do the conference. Because people need to, one, understand the true nature of homeschooling that's not attached to just one thing or another and see themselves yeah. in, you know, see themselves represented in uh, the conference. Right. So that's, right. that's, that's our, our mission and motive behind it. So among the speakers, so when you, when you look at the advertisements, it's not going to be just one type of person. It's going to be a variety of different people, which is important. Absolutely. So what is one, you know, there are different families who homeschool and they homeschool for different reasons. What is uh, the most common reason are your typical conference goer? What, why are they attending the conference? They are attending the conference, one, because they want to, um, they want to know they're not the only ones. You know, they want to know I'm not the only one on this journey, whether I'm struggling or just started or just need a boost um, or need some type of encouragement. But I'm attending because I know I'm not the only one and quote unquote, these are my people. These are my, you know, my yes. homeschool tribe. You know, it's, I really dislike what's going on with the virus and everything, but there's also um, what has come about with this is this small war 
between those of us who have been homeschooling prior to mm, crisis yeah. and then those who have been thrown in it um, because we're kind of like bearing down like, no, this is, you know, we own this. This is something that we've been doing and we're not thrown into. And so I, I use the term homeschool tribe uh, loosely to say that when you spot that other homeschool mom in the grocery store, you got that eye like, yeah, you know, you get it. So people are attending this conference because it's, it's familiar and it's um, a tribe, but they're also attending the conference, as I kind of mentioned before, for encouragement and for refreshment. Because no matter how long you've been homeschooling, there comes the times, the bumps in the roads where it's like, am I really doing this right? Um, I need some fresh ideas or, you know, I'm really not feeling it. Is there something that I can do differently? And so this conference pours into those empty vessels for people. Okay. It becomes, um, for some it's education, for some it's encouragement and for others it's empowerment. And that's another one of our sayings that we kind of coin, educate, encourage, and empower. I love that you brought that up because when I saw the conference, I first saw it last year and I wasn't sure, um, this year is my sixth year homeschooling officially, really, you know, um, my kids have never been to a traditional school, but I saw it and I didn't know that it was a conference for me. I thought it was just for newbies. So I didn't sign up for it. And um, this year I was like, you know, as your kids get older, sometimes you know your why when you first start and you have to keep telling yourself, this is my why, this is why I'm doing it. And you need to collaborate with others. On this podcast, I tell people all the time, homeschooling is not easy, so find a support group. And I think you, what your conference does, it shows that your support group can be um, someone that may not live in the same city of, as you. It may not be somebody that you can reach out and touch, but you can build um, relationships with people who are from all over the world who have decided that this is right for their families and they're making it work. So it helps to really cement your why. And so I love that you said it can be, you know, for anybody, whatever journey that has brought you to homeschool, whatever pathway that you're on, it can be for you wherever you are on that journey. And so I think it's important for families to realize that even if you've been homeschooling a long time, you may need a refresher. You may need to talk to a mom who's been there, who's had those times, who's overcome it and is moving on. Because I know a lot of homeschoolers often go back, send their kids to school, maybe in the high school years, because they sometimes feel like they can't, um, they can't do it. They're like, oh, high school, my kid needs to be in a lab. They need to be doing this and that. But there are tons of families who have homeschooled during the high school years. So I love that your, um, your conference is full encompassing for anybody, no matter what walk they've taken and where they are on their homeschool journey. Absolutely. And if I can just say two things about that, that what you said jogged, Something important um, that I took from last year was that sense of support that people are still talking about today from last year's conference. They really enjoyed the conference community group that comes with 
the conference, we always, we set up a conference community group on Facebook. So those who register can join. And several people have talked about still being in contact with people that they met last year. Mm. One of the speakers even said that she had the opportunity to meet several of the ladies in person because they didn't realize that they lived just a couple of towns over <laughs> from one another. Wow. You know, talk about, I know you can't make that stuff up. And then another thing is the talks. You said it perfectly. They're for any homeschooler. If you are um, looking for ideas with planning or struggling with planning, there's sessions for that. There's sessions for homeschooling high school, homeschooling through to college, preparing your high schooler for college or um, whatever they plan to do after they're finished. And then we also uh, touch base with marriage and parenting while homeschooling and working from home while homeschooling because those those things right there the last two i mentioned are rarely talked about but when it comes huge. to homeschooling they're huge but they yeah. are yeah they are and so the talks you know we have this year we have um a little over 50 sessions and the way that they're broken down is there are three general homeschooling parts that have anywhere from eight to 10 sessions each. And then there's the marriage and parenting, which is an awesome, this year, the speakers really just hit the nail on the head with those sessions. And then there's the work from home, or excuse me, not work from home, but just in general working, because some parents do work outside the home, mm -hmm. while, you know, majority do work from home, but it's just in general working while homeschooling. Right, because there are, I want to make it clear to families that there are some homeschooling families where the parents actually work outside the home. I've had some guests where that was the case. And so I want people to know that whatever model that you need, it probably has been done before. <laughs> so um, there's somebody that can help you. I know there are some people who may be nurses and they may have, you know, where they work four days and then are off four days like different people have different schedules and so there are families who have made it work where maybe sometimes there's a parent who works in the day the other one works at night and they kind of um, piggyback off of each other and uh, and make it work and so if you are a person who needs to work outside the home that doesn't mean that homeschooling is closed to you so I love that you guys are offering that session because in homeschool um, like when I get questions for my podcast, that is one question I get a lot. How do I work and still make this work? So I love that you're offering that. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's definitely a must in these days, especially. Yes. yes. And right now um, with, you know, people dealing with the virus and everything, a lot of the parents are working. And so I've done some um, webinars where people were like, well, you know, how do I do my schedule? And there have been times when I've worked from home where it was so, my job was so demanding in the daytime that I didn't really do the main, my kids could do some things on their own, but the things that they couldn't, we did in the evening. So, you know, offering that flexible knowledge to say, okay, it doesn't necessarily have to be done between, you know, eight and three. So giving them that sort of tool, giving them a tool to understand you have flexibility around this homeschooling thing. So you tailor your homeschool to your family and its needs, not the other way around. Absolutely. Yep. So my, my next question is, 
you said you have over 50 sessions. We talked about some maybe for high school. Um, for families who are doing this COVID-19 uh, homeschooling right now, I know there is some some communities have had a little bit of a pushback because they're like, oh, some people are just substitute teachers. But the truth is, when we were starting out homeschooling, we needed to be loved, we needed to be embraced, and we needed to feel a sense of belonging. And I think as people who have been there before emotionally and starting this homeschooling thing, you know, at the very least, we could be compassionate towards others and what they're experiencing. So with that said, for those who are kind of getting a taste of homeschooling and they're like, wow, if it's like this, I think I can do it. What sessions would you recommend that they take if they feel like I've seen what I could do um, because I was thrust, you know, thrust into homeschooling because of this uh, situation, but I want to continue this. What sessions would you recommend for them? Okay, that is a great question. I'm glad you asked that because a lot of times that information isn't always there. But um, for the audience that you're talking about right there, I definitely recommend Transitioning to Homeschooling by Sean Taylor. If you all are not familiar with her, I definitely recommend following her on Facebook. It's uh, Sean, the homeschool guru. She did a session on transitioning to homeschooling, which is super important like what we talked about earlier, that transition can sometimes make or break a, uh, a mom and or dad's journey to wanting to continue with homeschooling. Another one is um, interest-led learning for the entire family. And I say this one because a lot of times there's that question of what do I teach? How do I teach it? you know, where, just what should I do? And so to give families just right off the bat an idea of, you know what, you might want to start with this method because a lot of people end up going there anyways, even if they use a full-fledged curriculum or, you know, things that's already laid out for them, it still ends up being somewhat interest-led. Um, another session I recommend is Miss Anita Gibson's Finding Freedom from frustration because as parents we can get really frustrated and for the COVID homeschoolers at least the ones I've seen on my news feed they're frustrated mm -hmm. because they seriously just you know they're trying to wrap their heads around what's going on and the the switch that their children have had to make their children are not understanding so they're frustrated and then now everybody in the house is frustrated right. um I threw in a session, Mind Over Matter, de-schooling for the homeschooling mom. And this could just basically help parents to see the other side of education outside of what they were taught that it looks like. Mm -hmm. So even if, you know, they have mandatory work from the school that has to be done, there's still a way to filter that through so you don't feel you know, back to the frustration thing. So you don't feel frustrated that they're not doing their work or that it has to be done this way or else. Um, yes. Another, go ahead. Oh, I just wanted to say for families, um, you know, some people right now has been smooth sailing with the, um, the transition. And if, 
you know, for all homeschoolers, at some point in your journey, you're going to face some pushback from your kids. That's just normal. That's adolescence as they grow. And so taking a class that really helps you deal with that, just the whole mental and emotional things that come along with that to develop a sense of patience is very important for you to look into that. Because while homeschooling can be, you know, very seamless, for some, it will have different bumps and ebbs and flows, just like anything in life. And so to have, uh, you know, experts who've been through it and they're willing to share real tips and real um, tools to help you get to the other side is very important. Absolutely. If I could just throw in two more that I think are super important, whether you're a COVID homeschooler or new homeschooler, even, you know, seasoned, Um, Speaker Ruth spoke or did a session on homeschooling is parenting. And I love it because it kind of goes back to what you and I were talking about homeschooling being a lifestyle. And so it's not its own thing. And when we can understand how it might not look classroom or textbook, but the the way she lays out how parenting is homeschooling or homeschooling is parenting was classic. And then Sheree did a session on a full and functioning family. And this one is especially awesome for COVID homeschoolers because I also see the struggle with trying to figure out some type of schedule mm-hmm. and trying to figure out how this new family dynamic is going to mesh together versus always butting heads. And she just lays out so many awesome tips and tricks on how to get kids to do their chores, how to um, get everyone on the same page about how the day is going to go. I mean, she, and to let you know about her, she is a mom of seven. So, you know, I watched her session and I was like, thank you so much for this wisdom (laughs) because, you know, I just never would have thought to do some of the things that she talks about doing. Mm -hmm. Well, that's amazing. I have one last question um, for the, the family who is now working with their kids and they see the type of schoolwork, they're seeing how their kids are breezing through that schoolwork and they're like, man, I need something that is challenging you more. Do you have any sessions that are for parents who are raising children who are classified as gifted or who are very, um, they're accelerated um, with their learning? Actually, yes, I'm looking at some, um, I'm looking at the list right now because I don't have them all memorized. Um, But uh, speaker Shanique, she has actually hers is more math uh, driven and it talks about the possible holes with math, but it also could be used as a math accelerator for anyone who is looking for that subject in specific. There's also, well, these are more... I'll just tell you, Cheryl Carter, her session is inspiring the writer in your child. So, you know, with sessions like that, I feel like parents could glean some ideas to enhance on. So it may not be specifically for the gifted child, but they could get some ideas on how to expand on something uh, with specific subjects. Okay. Okay. That's, that's terrific. Um, I'm actually a parent of a child with um, health needs and that's the reason why I homeschool. And I know a lot of my audience um, 
we've kind of um, just been in contact because they can relate to that situation. Do you have any sessions for parents who are raising a child? Um, sometimes that could be autistic, but I'm not saying for my child, she's not autistic. It's not a learning um, impairment. It's more of a health. So my daughter has sickle cell anemia and type 1 diabetes. So those aren't necessarily um, learning-based. But do you have some that could be learning-based or could be health-based that a parent is dealing with those situations? Yes, we have um, I'm trying to find her really quick because she is the one that talks about the interest-led learning for the entire family. Okay. But she also has a talk on um, interest-led learning for um, for special needs families. Okay. And then we actually do have a few sessions that touch base health-wise. We had a few speakers this year who are in the health field, and um, one speaker speaks about homeschooling and mental health. We have a speaker who talks about family nutrition um, because she relates that to how uh, their health is directly related to how they learn and how they're able to uh, develop. And then we also have, um, there's one more with the health, smart start to learning, but it's not what you think it is. She actually goes and talks about um, certain foods that you can eat, certain things to kind of stay away from that are not really good for children who especially have ADHD and, you know, those dyes and stuff that they put in foods that can trigger yeah. kids' <laughs> excitement level is what I call it. So yeah, we actually do have quite a few sessions that could that could help uh, parents with whether it's special needs or health related. Okay, that's awesome. I know um, I've been getting a lot of questions about that. So I think you answered them perfectly. And I know that um, my listeners would love to attend your conference. Um, can you tell I know that um, we talked about um, the conference. Can you give the exact dates and tell them how it kind of, you know, regardless of when they sign up, why it's important to sign up? Absolutely. So we kicked it off this past Sunday on the 22nd. And from the 23rd through the 27th, all of the sessions are rolling out um, depending on the day that it is. But registration continues until April 3rd. Now, it's important to get registered by April 3rd because once the doors close, that is it. But if you are registered before then, then you will have unlimited lifetime access to the sessions. And that's the biggest perk because a lot of, um, excuse me, I'm sorry if that you could hear that loud truck passing by, but a lot of conferences do not offer unlimited lifetime access. But for us, we do because we understand the day-to-day throws of life and just the busyness. And so we really want people to have access to these at their convenience. So get registered by April 3rd. It is 100% online. So there's no need to leave your house or worry about uh, the logistics or travel expenses or anything. And then there's also some added perks with a digital swag bag or goodie bag, if you will. And this year it's actually valued over a thousand dollars. 
and we have the conference community group that comes with it as well. Wow, that is terrific. It sounds like just you know, a regular conference is just that it's completely virtual and that this time that's exactly what we need. And so um, I just want to personally thank you for putting it together, for having the vision and um, continuing with it, because I know there are many families that need the encouragement. I'm actually going to sign up because it sounds like a refresher for me. It sounds like, you know, I could glean a lot for it from it. And um I'm just looking forward to it. So I want my readers to know that, look, if this is something that you would love to know more about, not even if you're not going to homeschool, if you're interested in supplementing your child's education, sign up because there's going to be some good information out there for you too. And so um, I know that you mentioned a code for my, my listeners. You'll get $5 off if you use the code C5OFF. That's the letter C, the number five, O F F. <laughs> so, listeners, right now, um, I'm actually going to put in the show notes, I'm going to put the link to the conference in the show notes. And as long as you register before April 3rd, you will get $5 off the ticket price and you will have a lifetime access to view the sessions. You can't get any better than that. So sign up, learn more, glean from these experts. Some of the people that you mentioned, I have definitely met in person, and I know that they are veterans at this sort of, um, they homeschooled their kids, their kids went on to college, and they're excellent at what they do. So listen, this conference is for you, and you want to take advantage of it and learn all you can. Yes, I would love to have you (laughs) virtually. Yes. So I know we have definitely, um, you know, talked and we've had a great conversation about the conference in general. Is there one last thing you want to share with listeners about building that legacy of homeschooling and building a lifestyle with their children? Is there some parting words that you want to leave with the audience so that they will feel encouraged, empowered, and inspired? Absolutely. If I can just say that um, you are fully equipped to raise your children and home educate your children and to not get discouraged with the bad days. And I always tell people bad days do not get the final say. It is just part of learning and growing together and taking the opportunity to do that with your unique family is something that is so worth it. And once you, if you're new to homeschooling or contemplating on homeschooling, if I can tell you to do it your way, homeschool your way and always keep your unique family dynamic at the forefront. Don't try to homeschool like your best friend. Don't try to homeschool like you see on Pinterest or Instagram. Homeschool your way because this is your journey and it should be just as unique as your family. I love that. Homeschool your way because it's your journey. I love those words. So thank you so much. And I wish you all the best in your future as you educate your children. And thank you for spending time with us. And I appreciate it. Yes, thank you for having me. It's been a blast.
Awesome. All right. Well, until next time, cleverly, clever families, I want you to know that we will put the information about the conference in the show notes. And Michelle, I know you also have a blog. Can you um, tell everybody where they can find out more about you and what you offer? Absolutely. So my blog is withthehuddlestons.com. And um, there you can read about, it's basically a lifestyle blog. So you can read about home education, marriage and parenting, even down to home birthing and holistic health and wellness. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube all at With the Huddlestons. So I kept it simple so that way people wouldn't have to memorize so much stuff. But everything is at With the Huddlestons. And um I'd love to connect with you all. Well, thank you and all the best. We will talk to you later. All right. Thanks. All right.